They wanted me to go to rehab, but I said, no, no, no. But thankfully, Peter said yes, and so can we. Way back in 2006, Amy Winehouse, may she rest in peace, released the song Rehab with those words in it. Unfortunately, she herself did not get sober, having died in 2011 from alcohol poisoning. But you know, I pray one decade of the rosary every day for the still-suffering addict. Maybe yourself, who are listening to this podcast, or maybe someone whom we know, member of our family, friend, co-worker, etc., who is still living, regrettably, under a layer of despair, angst, anger, disappointment, resentment, searching diligently as best they can for purpose or meaning in their life and never finding it, and uh, living under this very heavy weight and burden of addiction. And we ourselves can continue to assist them by praying and understanding that the message of today's gospel really gives us a great deal of hope from the example of the life of St. Peter. You see, the context of today's gospel is initially, anyway, a pre-reconciliation, or more specifically, post Peter's experience of betraying, abandoning, denying, knowing uh, Jesus, even after only a few hours before saying, Lord, I will never uh, abandon you. And so Peter himself was living with this shame, remorse, um, disappointment in himself, uh, fully aware of his own weaknesses, his, his foibles, and so as an attempt to try to alleviate himself of, of the pain of, of all that, to anesthetize himself, uh, to escape from these negative feelings, he says quite emphatically in today's gospel, I am going fishing. And what that was, was an attempt to bring about some sense of normalcy in his life, to escape from this pain and to do something that he thought he was, well, anyway, uh, good at, but regrettably, he was not able to catch anything. So you can just imagine just the double uh, sense of disappointment, uh, frustration, and shame in his life. And so enters Jesus. As I've said so many times before, our desperation is God's workshop, and the Lord Jesus will meet us as he did with Peter and the other disciples in today's gospel exactly where we are. Jesus comes to Peter. Peter had forgotten. He had forgotten the initial decision he had made uh, earlier in his life when the Lord Jesus called him to become one of his followers. Peter had forgotten that. And so the Lord is offering Peter, as he offers us, uh, a second chance to once again decide to follow uh, Jesus. Working on my doubled espresso here uh, today. I hope you have some form of uh, caffeine there. And of course, your Bible. I continue to, to post the uh, scripture references for 
what I'm talking about uh, here today. One of the uh, sad consequences or sad realities of uh, social media is called the cancel culture. You say one wrong word, you do one wrong thing, you post something, say something that the, the tribe doesn't agree with, you don't drink the Kool-Aid, you don't profess, proclaim elements of the creed of our secular world, and you're out, you're done, you're, you're destroyed, you're belittled, you're, you're thrown onto the ash heap of, of history. And for those of you who follow me on Facebook, uh, you know I have every week, I post what's called Thoughtful Thursdays. And my Thoughtful Thursday post of um, 10 days ago or so now uh, stated that when a friend does something wrong, don't forget all the things that they have done right. And that post, I came across that, that quote from uh, on the internet, that post has garnered a lot of, well, uh, likes and a few comments and a few shares. And I think it really is, speaks to the heart of what many of us can go through. Because when we do something wrong, we are tempted to think that we are wrong. If I make a mistake, I think, well, I'm a mistake. That's living in shame. And the Lord Jesus wants to penetrate through that and bring us to a place of freedom, acceptance, and love in his life. And the Lord will minister to us through others as he will minister to us directly himself. And we see two examples of this in today's gospel in response to Peter's statement, I'm going fishing. The disciples say to him, we will go with you. You see, the disciples saw good in Peter. Yes, he had done something wrong. He had betrayed Jesus. He had denied knowing Jesus. He took off when the going got tough. But the disciples still saw in Peter a good, a capacity. And even though Peter may not have been able to see it in himself, they saw it in him. And so they wanted to be with Peter. They wanted to support and encourage uh, Peter. And the second example is when Jesus himself appears on the beach. He calls to Peter and the disciples and he says to them, Have you caught anything, friends? And this is the New International Version of that scripture passage. Friends. And as I said in previous episodes, when I know that Jesus is my friend, everything changes. Jesus did not cast Peter aside, label him as useless, put him on the sidelines, or to use uh, an image from sports, didn't say, Peter, you are now relegated to the bench. You're no use to this team. Just sit over there. Shut up. Uh, we don't need you. Peter didn't, Jesus didn't say any of that at all to Peter. Have you caught anything friends? Today's translation uses uh, children. I find friends to be more, um, more, more of an effective word that, that I, speaks, I think speaks at a deeper level of the heart. And so the Lord calls us his friends. And again, this cancel culture that we live in today 
gets us to doubt the words of Jesus. He gets us to doubt when we have made a mistake, we've done something wrong, and we all do it. Scripture says the righteous man sins uh, seven times a day, so I know where that puts me anyway. But cancel culture gets us to doubt the words of Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. Because the Lord Jesus is able to see beyond just a singular or a few uh, unique or particular actions in our life and see our life in its entirety uh, as a whole, that we are still good. We are good people. We sometimes choose to do bad things, but we are still intrinsically good people because we have been created in the image and likeness of God. And God, as it says in Genesis, saw that it was good. And so God does see the good in each of us. And instead, the cancel culture gets us to live in fear instead of the words, depart from me, for I do not know who you are. And if you don't think this is a truism in your life, look at some of your, your social media posts. You post something on social media, a hundred people say, yeah, like thumbs up or comment in a positive way. But one person says, you know, down with that crazy, stupid idea. You're a blah, 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 nothing. And it makes some rather derogatory <laughs> comment towards us. Like, what happens inside of us? Like, do, do I give so much attention to this one person who may criticize me and forget about the other people who said, yeah, you know what, I think that's really great and thanks for sharing that, etc. Just as an example, right? Consider that in her in own life. I know it's a struggle in my life as well because I'm, well... I'm not strong enough many times. I'm, I'm just sometimes allow myself to be blown around uh, with the wind, but I need to really just say, Lord Jesus, you tell me who I am. I want to root myself in the reality that comes from you and not from uh, the creature. I want to look to the creator, not the creature. Peter, as a young Jewish boy, would have went to school and uh, the the education was done in three stages the first stage of this education at the jewish school for young boy was that they were expected to memorize word for word the first five books of the old testament genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy if they were able to memorize word for word by heart the words they were then moved on to stage two but if they could not do stage one they were told by their teachers just go home work on your family farm or learn a particular trade the second stage of their education was that they were then expected to memorize and know by heart word for word every other book of the old Testament. If they could not do that, they were told, as they were for those who didn't graduate from stage one, to go home, work on the family estate, or learn a trade. The third stage was if they were able to memorize word for word by heart every word in the Old Testament, 
They were then taken under the wing of a rabbi, a rabbi who would say to them, come follow me, which is come and do what I do and come and be another me. This, this idea is not original to me. I came across this by watching one of the videos put together by Father Eric Ma. Thumbs up there, Father Eric, doing a good job. Catholic Latte, little plug there for your video ministry. And when I heard Father Eric talking about this, I had a deeper awareness of what exactly it meant when Jesus said to Peter and the other disciples, come and follow me. They heard those words. Jesus spoke those words. Peter heard those words, come uh, follow me. Even though he probably had not graduated from stage one of, of Jewish school and instead had went home and learned to trade, fishing. And so in light of what happened, this, this threefold betrayal of Jesus by Peter, his denial of even knowing Jesus, taking off, abandoning the Lord in his hour of need, Peter was falling into this trap of believing the lie that he was a failure. Again, this is the first part of the gospel of today is pre-reconciliation with Jesus. And he went back to the trade that he had learned. I'm going fishing. In other words, hey, you know what? This is pretty much all I'm good at. I'm really never going to become much more than this. Might as well go try something I learned how to do. But again, just imagine the double, double dose of disappointment and frustration in Peter's life when he initially, anyway, was not able to catch anything until he heard and followed the directions of, of Jesus to cast the net over to the other side of the boat. Our desperation is God's workshop, and Jesus meets us where we are. The Gospel says, Jesus stood on the beach. And day one of rehab, and this is the, the title I've given to this reflection, Peter goes to rehab. Day one of rehab, Jesus does not rub Peter's face in his sin. Doesn't remind Peter of what he had failed to do. But again, he calls him friend. Will I allow Jesus to call me friend? Have I had an experience of Jesus calling me friend, which just dispels, breaks through any lies that we believe about ourselves because of what we've done or have failed to do. I call you friends. And that has a very profound spiritual effect in our heart and in our life when we hear those words and respond to them. Because there's an opening. There's a desire for an encounter, an experience of the Lord. Alcoholics refer to each other as friends of Bill W., one of the two founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. Only an alcoholic understands exactly what an alcoholic has gone through and is still going through. One day at a time, trying to stay sober by maintaining one's spiritual condition, connection with God, just for today. And this friendship that alcoholics have with each other is unique. 
it's unique, it's based on a respect, uh, a love, and again, this mutual understanding, identifying with each other of the experiences that they have had and are continuing to have in their life. And John, the gospel says, the disciple whom Jesus loved, believed in Peter and said to Peter, it is the Lord. And hopefully each of us has at least one person in our life who believes in us and tells us that often. I believe in you. Yeah, you know what? You can be a bit of a goofball sometimes. And you know what? Yeah, it can kind of screw things up every now and then. But you know what? I believe in you. Because when you do something wrong, I don't immediately forget all the good things that you have done in your life. And John was that person for Peter. It is the Lord. He doesn't tell Peter what to do. He just points to Peter the way, capital W, uh, Jesus, the way of, of life and, and freedom and reconciliation and peace. And Peter responds. And Peter responds in a way typical of Peter. He chooses. He jumps into the sea, the gospel says. He engages fully in what is for him this baptism of rehabilitation. And again, in dramatic fashion, as Peter always does things big, he puts on his clothes and jumps into the sea. Now, I am not the best swimmer in the world, but I do know that when you jump into the water, you tend to take clothes off, not put them on. So what's up with that? Like, why did Peter put his clothes on and then jump into the sea? Well, I think it's because Peter wanted his entire person to be rehabilitated. Maybe Peter was actually wearing on that day the same clothes he wore on the evening of his betrayal of Jesus. And so Peter was saying, you know what? Not only my body, but also my clothes, my, my sandals, my cloak, whatever, all of me, Lord. I just want the whole thing to be rehabilitated. And so he jumps into the sea and he goes to the Lord. And his rehab program, if you will, is completed with his threefold proclamation of his love of the Lord to counteract the threefold time that he denied even knowing Jesus. And, there's an and here, not only did he proclaim three times that he loved the Lord, but the Lord Jesus also and you see this so many different times in the gospel, the Lord Jesus, to bring about this reconciliation, allowed Peter and the other disciples to share with him a meal. The Lord Jesus says to them, come and have breakfast. So there's the reconciliation in word and also the reconciliation in deed. Come and have breakfast. Now, I'm a big fan <laughs> I'm a big fan of breakfast. I love <laughs> I love breakfast. Breakfast is actually the most important meal of the day. I know maybe some of you are like, ah. Anyway, I love breakfast. And I think the Lord was saying to the disciples, come and have breakfast. 
as a way of saying to them, you know what? It's a new day. It's a new day. We're starting over and we have the best meal, most important meal of the day. We're setting ourselves up for success. Come and have breakfast. It's a new day and we're going to do this uh, together. Yes, I know what happened yesterday and the day before, but it's, it's a new day, one, one day at a time. In the, the gospel for the second Sunday of Easter, we were told that there, Jesus did many other signs that are not recorded in this book, the book being the gospel of, of John. But then the gospel goes on to include this beautiful experience of the encounter that the disciples had in their frustration and disappointment of not catching any fish, coupled with their awareness that the Lord Jesus was crucified. The Lord Jesus, okay, now what? Where do we go now? What do we do now? What part did we play in this? Uh, you know, we were supposed to be the ones who stayed close to him. We all took off, except John. Uh, of course, who is there again today to point out to Jesus and the others, it is the Lord. And so we have this beautiful experience of encounter. And it's true what St. Paul says, we have all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but we do serve a God of second chances. And today, St. Peter, in rehab with Jesus is given a second chance to hear the Lord say to him, come and follow me. Not because you can memorize word for word every word uh, in sacred scripture, but just come and follow me. I want you to be with me. I want you to do what I do. I want you to be another me. Want to go on my Facebook page? <laughs> Check out my most recent thoughtful Thursday about uh, second uh, chances. When we do something wrong, let's not forget that we are capable by God's grace and gift, it's all grace, it's all gift, to do things right. And so today, my dear friends, is an incredible opportunity as we continue in this, this season of Easter. It's a message of hope, hope, and we just jump into the sea. Jump into the sea of the mercy of God, fully clothed. <laughs> Come on to the shore and hear the Lord say to us, I call you my friends and let's go. Let's sit down here and let's have breakfast together because it's a new day in rehab with Jesus. So let us pray. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you, Jesus, for this Easter season. Help us, Lord Jesus, to continue to rejoice in the fact that you have indeed risen from the dead, Lord. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. Jesus, you have paid the price for us to have eternal life with you and the Father and the Holy Spirit and all the angels and saints in heaven. Lord Jesus, we pray today for the still-suffering addict that person, Lord Jesus, who maybe even is listening right now, the person that we know, Jesus, who is living in despair, hopelessness, shame, 
desperately searching, seeking, Lord Jesus, for purpose and meaning in their life, that we, Jesus, would be instruments of your continued mercy and grace in their life. Help them, Lord Jesus, to find you. Help them, Lord Jesus, to know that there is hope, and you are hope, Jesus. And the Lord, we come before you today. You know, Lord, you know that we have done wrong. You know, Lord, we have sinned. But Lord, you are capable of looking beyond that and seeing in each of us, Jesus, the capacity for good. Help us to remember that Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus, to work against any way in which we have participated or believed elements of the cancel culture. That is not you, Jesus. You are divine mercy constantly offering us the chance to start over again. And so we thank you, Jesus, for this day. We want to just jump in, Lord Jesus, into the sea of your mercy, that you would transform and change all of us, Jesus, every single part of our life. Jesus, we don't want to keep anything for ourselves, but surrender the whole thing over to you. And thank you, Jesus, for calling us your friend. Help, Lord Jesus, help us to really allow that truth to penetrate into any darkness, any doubt, any despair in our life. That we, Jesus, are your friends. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for cooking us breakfast. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, that today is a new day, Lord. And we want to just, again, just tap into your grace, your mercy, your life and your peace, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you bring about peace in our life so there may be peace in the world. And we continue, Lord Jesus, to pray for all areas and places in the world, especially in the Ukraine, Lord, where there is war, conflict, and division. May there be unity and peace and harmony in our own hearts first. Then there can be peace in the world. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Well, God bless you. There you go. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for subscribing to this channel. Thank you for your ongoing financial and spiritual support. I really very much uh, am appreciative of that. Thank you. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget that when we are powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated and may Almighty God bless you today and every day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.